Welcome back to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Today is Wednesday, March 23rd, and this is episode 157 of the show. Thank you to everyone for listening. You can uh, give us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you like what you're listening to. I tell you that every show, though, so you should know that by now. Um, Today, I'm going to be joined by Peter Gonzalez to discuss everything from the Moon Knight show to Mace Windu to MCU casting rumors, the future of Marvel, all that great nerd content. And we will be back tomorrow night on YouTube, The Pineapple Couch, to talk about other stuff. Peter and I will be there, and we will also have another pod coming out this week regarding the Tyreek Hill being traded to the Miami Dolphins. But today we're talking about Marvel, Star Wars, and all that good stuff. And that was quite a roller coaster of an intro, a rant, some would say. So I'm going to stop talking and introduce Peter. Peter, how are we doing? I'm doing great. I don't think that was much of a rant. I think that was pretty succinct and put to the point, to the point which is basically the same thing. But I think it was a solid tease of what's to come and what's mm-hmm. happening. Well, you'd hope after 156 of these, you'd hope I'd be able to do that. Um, okay, let's. Uh, first of all, Peter, you were in uh, Indian Wells for what uh, tennis tournament was that? It's the BNP Open. Okay, which is, is that like a, a oh, not a major, it, right? It's not a major, but it's considered the fourth major because okay. it's. All the top talent comes to play. It's two weeks in Indian Wells, and it's just truly spectacular tennis. And mm-hmm. it was really dope to actually get to go. Oh yeah, uh, you got your you got to watch Nadal. I everyone, if you don't follow Peter on Instagram, at Peter Gonzo, go check it out. Some cool stuff from there. I was enjoying that content. And did you have any of that to Twitter? Is that just all <clears throat> Instagram? I need to get better about that. I need to. I yeah. need to follow you because you're. You're. It's like funny. You're so strong on Twitter, and so I need to follow that I, lead. I, I'm ninety nine percent Twitter, one percent Instagram. So, so we need we'll, to. Ba- it's the balance. That's why I cover the Instagram. You cover the Twitter. It, yeah. it works out. But yeah, it was cool um, to watch some sports. Uh yeah. I would actually. I was when I was watching that. <clears throat> have you ever heard of the Waste Management Golf Open? I have not heard of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So basically it's in Phoenix and it's like the golf. It's the only golf event where you can like get drunk and yell. So that it's like like people are yelling, taking their shirts off, chugging, throwing beers onto the course, pulling one wild scene. I do think a version of that in tennis could be wild if there was just one event where it's like. It's just a madhouse in there. I, I like that sort well, of thing. Well, to that point, actually, when I went to the uh, quarterfinal match, which was Nadal versus Curios, because they both uh, they both play off the crowd really well. But during mm-hmm. that match, you're constantly cheering. There's like the stands don't shut up in between points. Like, and then at one point in the tiebreaker, Nadal was up. I think he had he was at six, and mm-hmm. Curios. Base told someone in the crowd, "F you." Oh, love it! And lost the, and because that that happened, he lost the point. So the set immediately went to Nadal. So like, Kyrgios was like yelling at the crowd. It's very interactive here in India Wells because it is so intimate that mm-hmm. like the it's super loud. Wow, that's awesome! I gotta check that out. Um, let's talk Moon Knight now. Um, so the first four episodes have been released to critics. So they've given out the first four of a six-episode show. Off the bat, it's kind of weird to me. 
and it makes me think, are they really not going to reveal anything till the fifth and sixth episode? Because, like, the big things of this show, you would assume they're not going to give out weeks in advance. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, what do you first off think of them releasing four of the six? And then secondly, uh, have you seen any, like, thing online about how people are reacting to Moon Knight? Well, I think that them releasing the first four really speaks to the different time that we're currently in. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, Wanda, we were very much in the thick of um, COVID. So people yeah. didn't need that much convincing to come on to a show they didn't know too much about. But I think especially with, for some reason, with Moon Knight and the other ones with Disney Plus going forward, they're showing more to get you invested into the show ahead of time. Like I've seen the latest Moon Knight trailers too. And they're saying, they're showing him talking to himself and like asking like, who am I? And it's like things that I would have expected to wait until we actually watch the show are being put into promos. So for them to reveal four shows to critics to help them build the hype of a relatively not as recognizable character, I think it makes sense because they don't have the appointment viewing that COVID brought in because that's all you could do. And then you were rewarded for it because you were given such riches of content with the MCU. But I think it is a bit of a a new strategy in order to get more people behind it because it is not it's not Thor: Love and Thunder. It's not yeah. Which that we could we should talk about in the coming weeks. There's been a lot of weird stuff out there about Thor: Love and Thunder. But as we talk about the initial reactions of the show, Peter. That's like the official synopsis, so we're all on the same page here, is the series follows Stephen Grant, a mild-mannered gift shop employee who becomes plagued with blackouts and memories of another life. Stephen discovers he has dissociative identity disorder and shares a body with mercenary Mark Spector. As Stephen slash Mark's enemies converge, converge upon them, they must navigate their complex identities while thrust into a deadly mystery among the powerful gods of Egypt. So... Uh, another thing I wanted to read is he's often described as Marvel's Batman. Um, and he's he's actually kind of more closer to like the Punisher than Batman. Um, he, he Batman's got the no kill code. Moon Knight does not have a problem killing people. Um, he once impaled his arch enemy Bushman on a machine gun and even carved his face off. So this dude is very violent and um It'll be interesting to see what route they take with the violence in Disney Plus in the MCU. Um, but if they are going to do some violent stuff, like with Daredevil, Punisher, Moon Knight certainly fits the bill of something that would be would be better served with more violence because that's how it is. What are your thoughts? And I think that's part of the reason why they waited until now to... I feel like they've had the ownership over the Netflix shows for a while, but they waited mm-hmm. until now to sort of do it because it, again, is like the appetizer of people that haven't been involved or haven't or forgot about, like, this is what we can do with these shows. They can go super dark and violent. So let's, So when you see mm-hmm. it now in Moon Knight, you're not going to be like, whoa, what's happening? And I think... Because of that, they're going to be able to push the limit with this show, which, according to the early reviews, they say that they do very well, that they're they're very intense. Yeah, it's hard to tell when you're looking at, like, early reviews, because these people obviously, like, 
they have some sort of relationship with Marvel if they're getting invited to these events or getting sent the screeners. So it is kind of like when you like I'm reading this article right now and there's like 20 tweets from people who saw it and it's just all positive, which maybe the show is just perfect. But with a lot of these initial reviews, they're kind of like just sucking Disney's dick in a way. So they keep getting, you know what I mean? Like, so they keep getting invited back. So I don't know. How seriously do you take those? uh, I mean, I think... And we always take the reviews with, we we take them with a grain of salt at some time because it is, mm-hmm. there is a lot of, like you said, baggage that comes with each review and whether that's going to, in order to get people to watch the show. So they want to hype it up as much as possible. I mean, even before these reviews came out, people were saying that's the best MCU show Marvel's done. Didn't someone so, on Twitter not like it? People, so people had issues with the um, the religious aspects of it. I saw there are people that were complaining about that it wasn't accurate enough. And I don't know. I think it's, I don't, I think if people are having issues with it, they're not having the ones that I haven't watched it. Yeah, I've seen, um, uh, I guess, which is not uh, surprising, is some people are saying it's not as accurate to the comic books, which with every project, people who are really like, familiar and love the source material any sort of change they might be against but i do think moon knight's relatively small of a character where if they do a little like adaptations of certain things we've seen the mcu do that before and it works um i I, it's moon knight to me i'm i was so high on it right like i i and i still think it has the opportunity to become the best show on disney plus I don't know why, though, the f- releasing four of the six episodes. It just strikes me that this story might not be as big as I thought it was going to be, maybe. Or as, as like intricate and detailed as WandaVision, per se. Which I don't think WandaVision... WandaVision only released the first two when it re- released the show. And yeah. that's why everyone critics audiences alike were so just mind fucked because it was what is happening now when the show started yeah. shifting gears and changing genres so but for this it's almost like if we're trying to recover from what happened with Boba Fett and kind of want to tell people like watch the four because then five and six will be good but at the same time why does it have to be that way but again this show doesn't have the crutch of, of having to retell an origin story of how we yeah. got to this point in time. So they could be just really solid episodes and they just really wanted to show off. But if you are going to wait until five and six to have something, where were we at? Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That was just bad. You know, I'm trying to find a good context for point. Because if so, for example, if they released the first four in theory of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they had done that, which would have put us into the, the reveal that the end of episode four is where um, Walker kills the Flag Smasher. That actually would have been better then. And they would have told us all those things are coming, and then five and six were what came next. But again, that show. That was had six to- episodes? There were six episodes also. Oh, okay. Maybe it can't work. Maybe it can't work. What was WandaVision? Eight? 
WandaVision was eight. Loki was seven? Six. Six? I think it was six because WandaVision was eight because it was... Um, Loki I, was eight also. I'm Loki just curious had, why the change? Why do four episodes out? Because WandaVision was shorter sometimes. Okay. But also Jeez. I think that... I think it could work. But again, I feel like shows like Loki and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, for that matter, had the luxury of having familiarity that we were we wanted to watch Sam and Bucky. We wanted to watch Loki go through four episodes to get to the bigger stuff. Here, mm-hmm. we they, here they really have to sell us on episode one why we need to follow along with Oscar Isaac's journey. Yeah, that's fair. So it'll be interesting. I think when we look at it from the, that expanded scope, it mm-hmm. allows for more um, grace, I guess, towards it. Yeah. And I think, um, like you mentioned, we we wanted to see the journey with those characters to get to the big events. We might not even be thinking about the big events necessarily in the beginning of Moon Knight because we're still just in the process of learning who this guy is. So... Um, have you seen that, like, he said his favorite uh, movie of all the MCU is Iron Man 1, and he, like, really... I get the vibe that he wants this to be, like, Iron Man 1 in a way of origin. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but I've just been I seeing a lot be of buzz about, about I'd that. Be, I'd be on board with that, I think. Go back to the original blueprint to kind of figure out uh-huh. what works and what doesn't work. But again, this show's also balancing the fact that it's three different characters in one. Yeah, do you think um, in the first episode we see all three different personas, or is it maybe released out and s- uh, separated episode by episode? I think it'll be. I think it'll happen in each episode. Like it'll happen like episode one, we'll see all the craziness at once because of the fact that we have only six episodes, and he also then they're releasing the they release the four, and then I saw somewhere they envision him playing this role for like ten years. So there's a lot ahead for this character also. That's exciting. Certainly ambitious. I, I wouldn't I don't see why they wouldn't do that though. Um sir, something that's not exciting, Peter. Uh the Morbius movie. I mean, we've been pretty down on that universally since forever. There was a chance where we're like, are they gonna throw Andrew Garfield in this? They're not. I mean, potentially a post credit. I don't know. But again, with Sony, like I don't want to go see a movie just to see a post uh, a fifteen second post credit scene. Um, one thing that is really weird to me is in all the promo material of this movie, they've used Michael Keaton's Vulture, which has led us to wonder: Okay, is this in the MCU? Is it connected that way? Is this because there's the the graffiti of the Tobey Maguire Spider Man that says Killer? So it's like, is that in Toby's universe or is that killer referencing to Mysterio? So it, a lot of confusion of where this is actually taking place. And after all that, since day one of releasing promo, promo material, they have had Keaton in it. He's not in the fucking movie. He's in a post credit scene. Well, did you also see that apparently they scrubbed the graffiti out? So and lit- the, literally just to have us like it's just such a well. So I heard that they recut the movie basically also. So the movie's now the first two thirds or so are flashbacks 
leading up to the and then towards the end we get like present day situation morbius stuff leading to those post credit scenes that may or may not tie into the mcu but basically they just re they decide to recut things to try to make it work better and i will Ugh. say on the one hand jared leto is constantly making a case for the mcu and dc films for that matter on the press tour i don't know if you've seen that where he's basically saying the people that are hate on these superhero movies don't understand that without these movies, theaters would basically be closed. Yeah, I, I think so Jared Leto's that. a good uh, casting for Morbius. Everything for me changes if this was uh, a movie or a Disney Plus show that was being headed by Kevin Feige in the MCU. I have zero faith in Sony. The Venom movies, I didn't think it was possible to be worse than the first Venom movie, and the second one was the worst movie I've ever seen. I just think... <clears throat> I don't think they have a plan, and or maybe they I have just, a plan. I think maybe they have a plan now. Now it's good though that they didn't have before. But now they need to figure out what their plan is going to be. How they're like, going to fix the plan. So they're going to tie in Morbius to Madam Web in that. Like I'm not saying directly, but like if this is but the it's almost like how building, they decided weird. they weren't going to kill off Batflick. Like how that changed in Flashpoint. So it's almost like they were like. Maybe we should actually piece together. Like maybe we should keep these characters and keep these things and not. So again, we don't. It's there's no, there's like Marvel and then there's everything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kenobi. I've continued to hear cool stuff about that though. We'll talk a little Star Wars later on. Um, speaking of Madam Web, Peter. So Sydney Sweeney, the girl from Euphoria, is rumored to have been cast in this project. Uh, options of who that could be? Would that be like a younger Madam Web? Would it be uh, Spider Gwen? Would it be Felicia? Who uh, who else are we thinking? Who is it? Like, th- there's someone else that like it's rumored to be. I thought it was just those three, right? Yeah, no, actually, yeah, because, those three. But again, it's interesting. Well, so she is cast in it, and so, so that is confirmed. She is in Madam Web, which, as we, it's in, Madam Web is Dakota Johnson, which is a decidedly younger choice than what we've seen Madam Web in the comics. Yeah, she's an old woman. So it'll be interesting to see what route they take with this, and if we are getting it. I don't think, I think maybe as a, a Spider-Gwen would work, yeah, it's just it just sucks that it's like we have this Madam Web movie coming out and we have to worry like, oh my god, are they going to introduce Felicia, Gwen Stacy or something like that when it's like just let Kevin Feige do it and do it in Tom Holland's universe. Stop but fucking I think, around I, so with I this stuff. So I think this will be Tom Holland's universe. How? So this is an MCU, Madam Web is? I think is it so. a multiverse? I think, see, I think this could add to building out the, the, the universe around Tom's going forward. Because if we're also having the Craven movie, which allegedly is going to be tied to Morbius also. But, so, if you had to bet right now, do you think Morbius is taking place in the MCU? But Venom 2 wasn't. They just, I mean, this is, I'm not trying to, like, put you on the spot here. I just think this is representative of the problem they've created. It's like, what is happening? 
you're gonna really do a Craven movie without Spider-Man? And which Spider-Man you played in that movie? If they have Craven hunting Venom, that's just like it's taking aspects of the Craven's Last Hunt comic and just fucking it up, in my opinion. But there's precedent of Craven dealing with Black Suit Spider-Man. I'm not quite sure. Which we should be getting eventually, since the symbiote sim symbiote is in our universe. But we just, I don't know. I really hope they give it a little, that symbiote. I don't need a, I don't want uh, Tom Holland to do the symbiote thing in the next movie. Do, wait a movie. They um, should do that with Andrews. Yeah, I, I think that would actually work a lot better. Um, do you want to go through some of these MCU casting rumors for me? Because I'm terrible at casting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so let me pull it up. So, allegedly... We've got three names in the running for MCU roles, which is Zoe Dutch, or do I'm butchering the last name. We've got, she was in um, Zombieland 2. Yep, just keep going. She was in. um, I'll look it up. I have a computer right here. (laughs) Zoe. Sandra Bullock. I'm sure you know who that is. Yeah, Blindside. Oh, this girl. Okay. And right. um, Daniel Radcliffe, the one that does Harry a, Potter. But get wait, you've seen who he's rumored to play, right? It's not Wolverine, is it? That's the rumor that's going around that he will Just play because he's Harry. Oh God damn! Please, no, no. Well, that was actually funny because his name's Harry Potter and he's also a hairy man. Um, didn't mean to do that. I would riot if they cast freaking Harry Potter as Wolverine. I'm a, I'm a Harry Potter fan. No. No, 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 no. No. That is not allowed. Hard no from me. Um, who is so, Zoe Dutch rumored to be? Part of the X-Men. Okay, she could be uh, a variety of characters. Yeah, I She's think co- she would fit in to it. And she's again someone's... And the reason that rumors have sped up is because she's doing press right now for another movie. and She, keeps she was on The Sweet Life on Deck? Wow. Sorry. <laughs> I like how that's the reference that clicks for you. Well, no, I just saw it. I'm trying to figure out what character she was on the sweet. Wow, Debbie Ryan from The Sweet Life on Deck. Whoa. Looks crazy on the Google search. Down a rabbit hole. I was like, he's doing that. Um, so she's rumored to join the X-Men. I believe, I'm not sure who Sandra Bullock is rumored. I had heard conversations that she was rumored to be Madam... Um, Madam. Web? Yes. Sandra Bullock, that's an interesting cast. So you have to do someone. Who I'm do like, you put Sandra Bullock? Yeah, it's like. That's tough. Uh, maybe you involve uh, her as um, Thanos' mother, who was uh, also Harry Styles' mother. So maybe somehow, like on flashbacks to Titan in the second Eternals. I don't know, they have big cast in Eternals. Sandra Bullock kind of fits the bill of someone who might join that. And I think that Eternals all kind of sets the precedent, too, that they can get these bigger names in movies. Mm-hmm. And I was actually, since we are talking rumors, you know, I was thinking to myself, if we don't get Emily Blunt as Sue Storm with John Krasinski, uh, I would not be mad if we got um, Anne Hathaway as Sue Storm. 
Doesn't Sue Storm have to be a blonde, or are they just kind of like just saying they F- can make you. them blonde? It's not. I mean, okay, it can happen. I think that um, would be an yeah. interesting. You just saw Anne Hathaway on the Kelly Clarkson show singing. Is that why you're? Is this I a did, recency I bias? Did. Pick? But I no, but I actually started the show that she's doing with um, Jared Leto. We crashed mm. on Apple, and um, it's quite she, she could be good. She could be good. Um, I'm trying to think of other ways you could involve Sandra Bullock. Um, this is out of left field and definitely won't happen, but theoretically you could t- have her be Dr. Doom's mother that Mephisto traps in hell. That's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. Or what if we had her connected to Magneto? And I'm trying to think. There's so yeah, many characters. Because okay. again, it's mm. weird because you've got such younger people on one end and, you know, just balancing it all out. Yeah, I'm trying to... That's actually kind of a tough casting, but it's kind of fun to think about. Um, what there was other there's one other thing. Um, oh, oh, that that got that straight up sucks that that leaked. I don't even think we should talk about it. Right, it I was sucks. gonna allude to it without, but so Secret Invasion got a massive leak, allegedly. And it's like the one type of like I I like leaks for the most part. I'm a nerd. I enjoy it. Secret Invasion. The whole thing is about secret identities and all this stuff. So leaks for that show just suck. It's like, God damn it, shut up. That'll be an interesting one to cover because they might reshoot the show in a way. If I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. they would. She's I a think... big name actress, Amelia Clark, and uh, she'll be around in the MCU for a while. Um, and that is not even a spoiler on her role or anything. I just think that they'll handle this well with her because she's a big name. Now, do you think, going off of these casting rumors, that we're going to get Wolverine and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Uh, no, I don't think we're going to see Wolverine. I think we could see uh, a tease of Wolverine in a post-credit scene with Deadpool. That is no, the t- way. No, definitely. I don't see, with all with everything they have going on, and I am to believe that Hugh Jackman is not coming back in this. I don't think he is. With everything they have going on, you cannot introduce the heir to Hugh Jackman really quickly. And, oh, it's just a variant who dies. Well, yeah, but it's the Unless first it is the heir. Re- recreation of Wolverine since Hugh Jackman. So you got to do that in its own thing, not just in the multiverse of madness. I, d- do I would you, not want that. But do you think since... X-Men has been done so many times that they take this way around it. But Wolverine hasn't. But because, again, you have such a character with so much weight on the casting, you could argue almost the same amount of weight as our core Avengers, as far as accuracy goes. Do you do it in this way where it's... Different? Different, and it's established already, and it's like there's the character? No. I think you you got to be careful. Wolverine's one of the ones you can't. Uh, I mean, could they show? I just don't get the context of like if it's in this big battle, we just see Wolverine. Is he like, uh, and we're just like, oh, that's Wolverine. Is that how we want to do it, or is it like we get a conversation between him and Professor X, and it's like, I just think if I were to establish Wolverine in the MCU, I want to do it in a place where the audience is sure. Like this is Wolverine, and um, especially if they're gonna do something like this with Mister Fantastic already, 
Well, what if it's Professor X talking to this new Wolverine and sending him to Latveria to look for Wanda? <clears throat> Since that's, if we're going the Children's Crusade route, Wolverine is out to kill Wanda because he believes she's problems in simple terms. That would be interesting introducing a Wolverine kind of as like a hitman after Wanda. I don't know. I would rather have uh, Wanda and Doom that be more Magneto territory than Wolverine at first. I don't know. I think it's a really important. Why I keep saying no is I just think it's a really hard thing to how to introduce Wolverine. Like, I don't know how to do it, you know? It's a good point. It's a good point. And we'll see. Yes, we'll see what happens. We'll see where Kevin takes it. Yeah. Uh, can you go through this Doctor Strange uh, to Mr. Fantastic theory you sent me? Because it's yes. a lot. To, it's a lot. It's kind of crazy. Um, yes. So there's this leak that gained traction that Mr. Oh. That Ian Gaffar is Mr. Fantastic will survive. OG Mr. Fantastic from the Jessica Alba movies, everyone. That one. I think that's interesting how you use that as your as your one. It's Jessica Alba. But we have Chris Evans, the original human torch. Yeah, but he's Captain America. I know that, but Uh, anyways, that's a whole separate. So basically, Ian Gavard's character survives as Mister Fantastic, but he basically becomes the the maker. Yes, who's this incredibly brutal character, and he becomes the antagonist for the Fantastic Four movie. Which is an interesting, and I'm actually not that mad but, about it, idea. So, the idea would be he's pissed off because all the Illuminati's wiped out, and he turns himself into the maker, the ultimate, which is described as the ultimate Reed Richards, the one who's finally going to solve everything. Let's go through the history of this character. Um, hmm. So it's just a Reed Richards gone bad. And he, he, he was gone. He went crazy because something Magneto did. And I think that's a ball. Yeah, that would be cool. But does that mean we see? Is he the only uh, Fantastic Four member we see in this? Or do we also see like new ones? I you know? think we will see. And okay, so we see Jessica Alba, Chris Evans, maybe, and they die by Wanda. Ooh. And so again, we've got death as a motivation for the whole situation of what's happening. And I think that would add to it. But so if he's super pissed off at Wanda, I'm just thinking this out, right? Like, so Wanda kills his Fantastic Four. In all the Illuminati post credit scene, we see he's pissed off and alive. Why does he then go after our Fantastic Four instead of Wanda? Is it he's jealous and he wants to just replace Reed, our Reed Richards? What is the what is the beef between the him and the Fantastic Four? Because I like this idea. I'm just trying to like think about it. Maybe it's not even that he has. Maybe he's just trying to take control of their world. He's trying to be like a, a version of Kang, essentially. Yeah. And he's out there trying to... That would be cool. 
And that sets up a interesting different villain, which would allow Doom to live off over here in this separate world, potentially in Scarlet Witch solo project. Yeah. Type of situations. I, I, I like that direction. I like that direction quite a bit. Um, okay. Next thing we should I want to talk about, Peter, is Mace Windu. Um, how would we bring him back to Star Wars? There's a clip that was uh, clips about a year or two old, actually, maybe more. But it was talking about how Samuel L. Jackson was talking about how Mace Windu's not dead um, and he wants to come back, basically. So what I've decided to do is let's talk about how we could bring Mace Windu into Star Wars. Um, so the first thing we need to talk about is he falls from Chancellor Palpatine's office with no hand. And presumably maybe a little force lightning damage. Maybe his face gets a little fucked up. Um, and then from there, he's either going to land in a random person's car slash ship. And it'll be some commoner that helps him out. And that's kind of a funny buddy dynamic. Or he'll get in an empty one and just make his way into exile somehow. What would bring Mace Windu out of exile once Order 66 has happened? Because um, presumably, I'm, I know they're not going to have him just go to, straight to the Jedi Temple and fight because that didn't happen. So he would have to go into exile somehow. What would bring him out? So, options. Do they somehow tie in Grogu? Because he's a money-making machine. Is it somehow tied into Luke and the Inquisitors? Maybe something in this Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Could it be Cal Kestis? from the Star Wars Fallen Order video game. And a quick little background on who Cal Kestis is for you. Cal Kestis was a Force-sensitive human male who became a Jedi Knight during the reign of the Galactic Empire. As one of the few Jedi who survived the Purge that all but destroyed the Jedi Order, Kestis lived in seclusion for years until a confrontation with the Inquisitors compelled him to openly resist the Empire's rule. Hunted across the galaxy by the Empire's Jedi Hunters, Kestis embraced his connection to the Force once more, having decided to rejoin the, or to restore the Jedi Order. He fights Darth Vader in this, but basically he um, he saves a lot of Force-sensitive kids because the Empire has all this information on them and is going to go abduct them and turn them into Sith. And he destroys it, saving that. And so we're left at the end of that game. There's another one coming out, but where does he go from here? Could he be uh, tied into Mace Windu? Um, I know I just spoke a lot. What do you think about the the routes I suggested, or if you have one uh, different one for Mace Windu? I think what automatically concerns me about Mace Windu is that we're going to have a, a Boba Fett redo, mm. which is not something I'm I'm down to go. I don't think I would go on that ride again. Just to, like to have us be like. He's here, but then this is flashbacks to how he got to where he is from falling off the balcony to get to here. And then Mando pops up to save the day. Or Luke pops up. But I think there's definitely a story there to tell. And I Could you have him interacting with Yoda or Obi-Wan? Like as they're all three in exile? I think so. I think that would, that would be an organic way to make it happen that doesn't feel... Like, it needs to have Mando come in to rescue the series. <laughs> Let me put you on the spot. Is there, in the next 10 years, a scene in Star Wars where we see Yoda and Grogu interact? No. 
Okay. Just checking. Just checking. Do you think there I, will be? Yeah. I think I have. The, I get the feeling that um, they're going to build out this Kenobi stuff, and inevitably it will tie in to. They'll try to tie in Mace Windu, and I think if you tie in both Obi Wan and Mace Windu, Yoda's around, and they're talking to him. So I would say those three, and maybe it's Cal Kestis learning from those three to start working on a, a different type of Jedi order. But then the question is, how does this all fit in with Luke? I mean, what would Ma- Mace Windu's goal be? Is the question. Like, to I don't stop, know. Take I down think the Mace Windu's to stop Palpatine. If we're going after balcony situation, so his quest that, would be tied to that. Maybe taking out Palpatine's clones that he's been working on, something like that. Uh, maybe interacting with Vader would be crazy um, because of the hate Anakin has for him. He really did not like Mace Windu. Um, he could be in, for all we know, be in Kenobi. Yeah, that was my next question: is like, what other uh, Star Wars properties could he be in? Kenobi. I think Andor. I mean, I don't know. I think Mando three. I think Ahsoka. Ahsoka's like, a. I think Ahsoka's a very good bet. I truly, yeah. I think. Um, I the the point they're at right now. I, there's so many ways they could introduce it. There's With, so many. But again, they still have that that crutch and that situation where your stories have an ending. So you have to figure out how you're going to build into them. Does and, Mace Windows? Well, yeah, because he's not. He's not in. The final three movies. He doesn't. Maybe mention. that means he's checked out. He's not. I mean, I don't. We didn't see him die. Is my thing. That's why we don't know. Right. Maybe we don't know. But wouldn't he be really, 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 really old? Yeah. Like so maybe. Old, but then oh, again, yeah. we also have the rumors that we're getting more attached to the final three movies. Yeah, I'm I don't sure know. Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, let's go back to uh, the MCU. A happier, a safer place. Uh huh. And let's talk about what basically the roadmap of Marvel could be going forward. What they're trying to establish. So, like, what's the future? Can we map it out based on rumors? What's the Infinity Saga night event that we're building up towards? Like, uh, is it Secret Wars? How does everyone fit in? So, how I look at it. You have, um, let's start with like what the the multiverse, multiversal aspect has caused. So the three kickoffs for that, for the multiverse, are WandaVision, Loki, and No Way Home. So WandaVision, what does that establish for us going from there? Obviously Doctor Strange too, but I would relate that Secret Invasion is also kind of comes from WandaVision because you see the scrolls. And then I would also argue the Marvels might come a little bit from WandaVision because of uh, Maria Rambeau. Yeah, not my favorite movie. Um, And potentially, is this where Cap 4 lands? Is maybe somewhere involved in the Secret Invasion storyline? I think that's interesting. All right, so... And then we look at Loki, which gives us Doctor Strange 2. And from, well, Loki doesn't necessarily give us Doctor Strange 2. It relates. But then Loki, directly from Loki, we're going to get Ant-Man 3 and Loki Season 2. So what does 
Ant-Man 3, Loki Season 2 set us towards. I think it clearly is uh, Kang and Secret Wars, right? Unless Kang, Secret Wars, yes. But we also got the Young Avengers. The Young Avengers. And then that is a, a product of Doctor Strange, Strange 2. 2. Potentially Ant-Man will, 3 also. Mm-hmm, which will bring us characters, obviously continue the Wanda story arc, but maybe a Mephisto or a Clea like we've been hearing, show up in this part of it. Okay, now No Way Home. What does No Way Home give us? Well, it gives us certainly the opportunities for Spider-Verse stuff. But what it does is it narrows uh, Spider-Man down to more of a street level. So I think that where uh, Spider-Man might be interacting for the next bit would be with people like Daredevil, Kingpin, Hawkeye, Echo, Spider-Man for more grounded. I'm not saying he's going to be interacting with uh, all those people. That's just more of the vibe I think they're going with with Spider-Man. What do you think about that? No, definitely. I would definitely toss, obviously, Kate into that mix. I would yep. toss Yelena into that mix. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think a, a Yelena, Tom, Kate mix would be quite... Yeah, it'd be funny. That'd be a be good, good vibe. And then on the other side of things, you have Thor Love and Thunder, <clears throat> which is going to give us, uh, which Thor Love and Thunder. So right now you kind of have Eternals in its own thing. And I'm putting it like next to Thor Love and Thunder because Thor Love and Thunder gives us Guardians 3. But Eternals also, I think some of those characters can be used in Guardians 3. Maybe they pop up. But what Thor Love and Thunder and Guardians 3 and Eternals lead to is Eternals 2, in my opinion, which will be the big uh, cosmic You're so event. excited about. And Eternals 2 will split into two things that where it can break off. You can either get the cosmic side of it, where it is a new version of the Guardians, obviously the Eternals, Nova, Adam Warlock, that sort of stuff. But Eternals 2 also breaks into because of the uh, Black Knight's character and how we hear Blade is that's where the Midnight Suns aspect of the MCU comes in. Moon Knight, Blade, Werewolf by Night, and as I mentioned, Black Knight. That is, for the most part, where I see everything going. And the question is, where do we fit in the Fantastic Four and the X-Men? To me, Peter, Fantastic Four... I would like to see that maybe be not birthed from, but uh, similar to like in the, the category of maybe coming from like an Ant-Man 3 Loki season two is uh, Ant-Man 3 specifically is what I want to get the Fantastic Four from. That's interesting. I think for me, I would want to see Fantastic Four come out of um, Spider-Man 4. Oh, because great, I want great point. I That's want probably better. Peter with Johnny with Felicia. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I want that in Spider-Man 4. Please, where are you? Whenever we write our fan fiction one of these days. Yeah, we have to do that. Um, and then the other thing is the X-Men. And That's a hard one. That's a, It's kind of its own category. My opinion. It's its own category. You can uh, relate yeah. some of it to Wanda. You could relate some of it to theoretically like uh, Secret Invasion somehow. I mean, you could figure out a way to involve Wolverine or Gambit in the Midnight Sun somehow. Like X-Men, just, I think, is its own category, basically. 
And it's just so interesting. It's, it's, I don't know, just because those movies are just so, they've got good things in them, but then you're just like watching them later and you're just like, what is happening here? What is, where did we go wrong? Yeah. It's, uh, I just, it's, it, I think it's just so obvious that this is all leading to secret wars or they're pulling one on us. But did you see those rumors? And I'm sure you know the name of this character who's, I saw it and I was like, that character, where it's like the scroll symbiote. Noel? Yes. Like a king dude with like, he has everybody fight each other. Also, situation Yonder? happening. I don't know. I, I wish know. I could be I, a variety of characters. I wish I had sent it to you, but I saw this thing that like, that's one of the big bads that's up ahead, like a Thanos type. I think we'll see a Nihilus uh, somehow have something to do with, like, if you relate the negative zone to the quantum realm. Um, that's a good Fantastic Four. Could be a good Ant-Man villain down the line. Um, Scott Lang, I think, survives Ant-Man 3. I'll just say that. I think I Thor and survives. I think he, he could play that role well into his 90s at this point. Like, Yeah, I see not Scott aging. Lang... Very much intertwined with, uh, you could go two routes. You could have him be like Young Avengers involved in that universe. <clears throat> I also wouldn't mind seeing like Scott Lang deal with some like space shit, like, and be like, I don't know, co- more cosmic quantum realm. Like, yes, keep him funny, but like maybe establish him as like. He's actually, like, very useful, very smart, like, stuff like that. I think that would be a good route, too. I think you could do both at the same time, theoretically. Well, two points. One, where does Shang-Chi 2 fit into this whole equation? Oh, my bad. I think that uh, fits cosmic, into right? Secret Invasion slash Cosmic. Because, um, the yeah, I mean, I think Shang-Chi leads to Galactus. Which is... So we've got Galactus... Oh, so technically... Gar- Eter- I didn't have very much coffee this morning. I, I had none. Um, I also had an Americano, which is like the weakest form of coffee you can have. So. Uh, it's tough. I'm um, struggling um, here Galacticus. Galactus. Galactus. What if Icarus plays a part in Galactus, which means Eternals play a part in that, which means Icarus that is like his in- herald or something? But yeah, and that ties into Fantastic Four also potentially. On one hand, I can second, see Thor being involved with that aspect. Which Thor? The real one. <laughs> um, not Natalie Portman fan. I'm just being honest. I'm not a giant Natalie Portman fan. So we're gonna have. So when we get to that, we're gonna obviously have differences of opinions because I am a Natalie Portman fan. So you weren't a fan of Padme in Star Wars. She's all right. She's no Princess Leia. True. 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 Yeah. I will but, say she's a lot better in Star Wars than she is in Thor 1 and 2. I well, just think course, they did her character wrong. And that, so they have to they have to wreck on it a bit in this and fix it. And I'm just like... Do you think we're going we're gonna to fix um, Rachel McAdams' character in, in the Doctor Strange. Yeah. But gonna... is she going to get fixed, or is it it's because we're in a variant? 
I think it's a variant. So the actress gets redemption, but the character not necessarily. Exactly. As opposed to... What if she's a scroll? I thought you weren't a fan of our scroll situation. I'm not, but I think we're at the point where I have to accept it. Two thoughts came out of this conversation where we're going, do we see Pepper Potts and Morgan again? I Mm, think we do. Not for like five years. But I think in whether it's, I think if we're in Armor Wars, it's going to involve Happy. There's no way Gwyneth Paltrow is going to show up in Armor Wars. Do you really think she's going to do that? I think so. I hope Happy is. Happy is my Because here's why. I think because it's an easy pop-in. It's like, pop into this, do a couple scenes, you're Mm. set. I could just see her kind of being done with it now that Robert Downey Jr. is done. That makes sense. I guess, yeah, I could see it both ways. So, turning to my second question point, which before we went on this tangent of this direction, as we do with all our multiverses, Mm -hmm. do we get Young Avengers first or do we get an Avengers movie? I think you get Young Avengers on Disney Plus before we get an Avengers movie. You think it'll be Disney Plus? Yeah. And I think that we're not going to get an Avengers quote unquote movie for a good amount of time. And they're going to say like, yeah, because they've been saying like, yeah, no, no Avengers movies coming. We're basically going to be getting team ups in every solo movie. That makes it feel like an Avengers movie. So, I just got reminded too of the comic that's Cap and Cap together. Bro, if you not. did a, un- a multiversal cap thing where you had Chris Evans cap, Peggy Carter cap, Bucky cap, Sam Wilson cap, my God, that would be lit. That's another character. We got to figure. They got to. They got to make sure they don't lose Sebastian Stan out of the MCU. He's, he's gonna be he, in Black Panther too. I heard. Well, hopefully, but I mean, his star is just like rising steadily. I, so. I heard he's who they recast as T'Challa. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would totally go over well. And that would not lead to the end of the MCU, as we know. And that would make total sense on everyone's mentality. But but, um, I think it'll be interesting to see where the MCU goes. Yeah, I can't believe the Chargers are the Chiefs trade Tyreek Hill, Peter. Can't believe that. He's like their best player besides Patrick Mahomes. It's just great news. It's great news. Great time to be a Chargers fan. Peter just shared a tweet with me. Cinemark's new trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness featuring new footage. Oh, wow. This fall. Oh. Oh, yeah. There's a... <clears throat> Sorry, folks. I'm just really off uh, <laughs> off tangent today. But uh, it, I'm excited for Multiverse of Madness. I think the lack of caffeine is catching up to us, so we should probably wrap it up. But uh, I did have any... one other thing that yeah. I saw that I was going to ask you what your thoughts were. I said this to you last week. Um, it was one of the sites put out their top five MCU moments. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't you, think of it. In that order? I can't order it. I can just say what are in the top five. My number one, though, is Thor entering Wakanda. Nothing will be better than that. That is the dopest moment ever. No, I know yeah. that's not your number one, but no, I think I think it's a close between that one and I am Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think this like so. What? Let's go through it. It's the Avengers assemble. Thor enters Wakanda. The three Spider Men. I am Iron Man. And, and Cap getting Mjolnir. 
Um, Here's my I, issue. Yeah, go on. With Cap wielding Molnir. It was really cool. It was really great. But it didn't accomplish much in the battle. Yeah, I would. Can I just throw an absolutely rogue one at you that I would put? Yondu's Funeral Guardians 2. Cat Stevens playing father and son in the background. My God, I cry every freaking time. Just a beautiful Rocky shows up. Great, great moment. The I Am Groot moment, pretty good too. The Cap Elevator scene, pretty good. Um, Mysterio's Illusions versus Spider-Man, pretty, pretty good. Iron Man shooting the rockets, turning around and walking away and watching the town blow up, pretty good. Um, uh, I don't know, something from WandaVision? I don't know, WandaVision was just great. Uh, Meeting Kang was great. Um, oh, number one's got to be the Thomas the Tank train in, uh, scene from Ant-Man. I'm just kidding. So, but that, I think those five are probably it. I, I, I'm actually being serious. Like, the Guardians 2 funeral is very emotional. Very emotional. What, do you have any other rogue ones? I mean, I think you kind of said them all. I mean, I think... <gasps> How could we not... The I'm just a girl and Captain Marvel. That was awesome. This is incredibly unhinged. This is an incredibly unhinged podcast. I think Pepper surviving. That was sarcasm too. Pepper surviving was a good one when she in Iron Man three, which yeah. I for the first time started to see hate for Iron Man three online. Dude, people, people fucking were, hate it. They and I was and I'm reading this stuff and I'm like, are people not watching the same movie? Yeah, I don't get. I don't get that. What Man is 8. this? Um, what are, like, other, like, things, uh, I mean, when, I guess when, the circle shot in Avengers 1. Yeah, and I think when we, when, when, um, Winter Soldier loses the mask. Hulk smashing Loki. Um, the scene in Ultron where the Wanda and Pietro are finally helping them and they're all defending, like, that. In the church. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a good one. That whole, I mean, yeah, the whole scene up there was up there, and they're all working together. It's pretty I feel good. like the Thanos needs to be involved more. Scene. where's what's Thanos's best? Thanos was just Thanos was just too strong. Was my issue. Mm, I guess yeah. Wanda, Wanda almost killing Thanos was pretty good. mm Hmm. Had we gotten um, the taking the knee, that would have been pretty good. Yeah, I still don't understand how that didn't happen. Because it would have made uh, the movie too long about And it's like, no, we have Batman that's like 400 hours. The first fight in Black Panther uh, where he fights M'Baku to become like the chief, that's just on the waterfall. That's a damn that's cool a scene. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming, does it have one? Yeah, The oh my God. Oh my God, maybe it's... Maybe that's in the top five. Spider-Man, like the direct scene out of the comic and the homemade suit trying to push the rubble from over him. This gives me chills right now just thinking about it. Yeah, that's that's God, better that's than Cap Molnir. Cap Molnir was one of those things that had promise. It had there. It's still cool to look at. It's still cool to have the Funko Pops up there somewhere behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, any, anything else? Well, I guess coming up tomorrow soon, we will be discussing the new Stranger Things photos. We will be discussing how Stranger Things is 
moving away from the Goonies, E.T., and moving into Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween. Um, that will be discussed. That? That, well, sense. that's what they said. Oh. That's not... That's, I'm, I'm quoting. I'm quoting there. It's not... It's going horror movies, though. Superman was once cast by... Nicolas Cage was once cast to be Superman and it got canceled? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Are you a Nicolas that, Cage fan? Um... I mean, sure. Like, what? The fucking... Stealing the Declaration of Independence. It's always kind of funny. But... This is this is why we're friends. This is that was the exact statement that I hoped you were gonna say because I'm not that <laughs> big of a fan outside of that specific. I remember I watched like ten years ago some movie with it basically was Nicolas Cage and his like in this girl who's his daughter, like younger daughter, and it's in this like cabin in the middle of nowhere, and they have to like fight aliens. And it was one of the biggest, like, what the fuck am I watching? Who's in, um, ah, uh, the Da Vinci Code? That's not Nicolas Tom Cage. Hanks. Tom Hanks is in That it. is National Treasure Tom Hanks. Uh, interesting, interesting. You're interesting. not a Tom Hanks fan? No, I like Tom Hanks. Polar um, Express. I mean, that's what you go with with Tom Hanks. I kind of go like Forrest Gump or like Castaway, but. <laughs> No, it's just an, that's the first thing that came to my mind as an obscure reference in my caffeine-deprived brain. That's the first reference that came to mind when I thought of. Yeah. Um, well, what a show. We certainly talked about things I didn't think we were going to talk about. And I keep refreshing Twitter and keep seeing new things that we need to talk about. Did you see I'm, new things? I haven't seen any new things on there. I'm going to double-check one last time so something didn't just drop before we wrap up. Um, oh, there's more think... uh, Secret Invasion leaks. What? Yeah. Do you think we get Jessica Chastain back in the MCU? It's rumored that she's coming back. Who the hell is that? Oh, Jessica Chastain? Come on, Peter. You know I don't. I have no idea who that is. You know who Bryce Dallas Howard is? It's like the director of uh, Mando stuff, right? Yes, Jessica Chastain is like her twin. Jessica Chastain is in the eyes of Tammy Faye, nominated for an Oscar, and she's in that movie. Wait, what Tom. do you mean back in the MCU? What was so she, she played the villain in um, the third X-Men of the new of X-Men movies. She oh, played the that blonde? One. The blonde, yeah. She looks like and Angela she's... from The Office. <laughs> okay. Now what? Kind of looks like Angela from The Office in that movie. I've never seen that. We've had this discussion. Uh, um Christ. No, but she's so she was in the MCU and then she left the and then she got out of the MCU. However, she just did that movie with Sebastian Stan. She's BFFs with Oscar Isaac. So yeah, come le- on over. She's More allegedly circling back to join the MCU. Exciting time. Did you? Um, oh, here we go. So Moon Knight is getting lots of praise for its accurate representation of Egypt and like they're being very. Yeah you know, respectful in how they're accurating it. And they're, the director threw shots at Black Adam. Yeah. Because The Rock is made it and made up Middle Eastern world so that they wouldn't have to cast to keep it super accurate. Which is just DC being DC. Yeah. I, to be honest, I don't really care. But um, That's an interesting point. The, the Rock is... Uh, <laughs> what's he always say, Peter? The the power lines of the what you know like is about to change the hierarchy of dc is about to isn't that what he always tweets 
Oh yeah, because that's like why? why? Wait, so wait, 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 wait. He's like he made a fictional town. Is that what you're saying, or he just didn't cast perfectly for Egypt? Is he not even like, like their version of middle of the Middle East is different? Oh, that is weird. I like it's a make believe made up version. I thought you kind of were saying that because the Rock is. Like not Middle Eastern. No, but like, like, well, that too, I guess. But like, no, they made up Black Adam. Hmm? Isn't Black Adam? I don't see. That's the other thing. I have no idea about Black Adam. It is. I have like literally no idea what any of it means. And I just had a second. There was a thought that came up to that point. You just that I saw online that I was like, oh, that's connected to what we're just discussing, and I just lost it. It was there in my head. Well, we'll we'll be able to. Avatar trailer is apparently attached to. To Doctor Strange too. I couldn't. I know I just said this, but I just really don't care about Avatar. Like I, I, I just could care less. So we will, and that's something we will not be covering here at the couch. Go find another. Yeah, I don't really feel sit. like what talking about that movie. Maybe I'll like we'll talk about it for like ten minutes. And be like, yeah, it was okay if I end up seeing it. But, well, like um, it's like Morbius that we're gonna end up seeing. I. Like, do people like really like that Avatar one? Like that just like yes, kind it's of considered blow, it's blows considered my like mind. gospel to some people, and I don't understand why it's literally blue people. And I it's in the same it. it's the same people that criticize Star Wars and MCU and all those movies that are like this just, movie's the holy grail. It's ripped off Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> on Papa that Smurf. Note. All right. On that note, <laughs> Peter. We will see you tomorrow night on YouTube at 7 at the Pineapple Couch. Uh, We can find you on Twitter and Instagram at Peter Gonzo with two or three Zs. Two Zs. And I'm Brian. This has been episode 157 of the podcast. Love you all. God bless.